Hello, I'm Emma Louise Coffey and you're welcome to the Dairy Edge, the Chagas Dairy Podcast. We're bringing you the latest information, insights and opinion to improve dairy farm performance. Following the publication of the Heavy Soils Programme Report, Pat Tuhi joins us on this week's episode to explain the issues that arise on farms with heavier soils and key practices to overcome these issues. Drainage is 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 what the major issue, and when we started the, the heavy soils program, that the the key thing was the the excess water on these soils and, and trying to reduce that, and and with a view that providing more a longer grazing season, longer period for grass growth, and longer period for utilization and access. Um, so you're you're talking about a a group that represents about thirty percent of the land area of the of the country. Um, and and the, the big difference there is late late springs uh, excess water uh, hanging around uh, for for longer than you would like or you may like, uh, and as I said, poor production, lower production, and poorer access uh, in terms of of how those are how those are managed. Um, and with poor drainage, I suppose it it tends to be it can be a characteristic of the soil itself. The soil itself isn't letting the water through. It can be a, a circumstance in terms of, of where the, the land is sitting relative to relief and relative to the surrounding um, surrounding land, I suppose, where it is in the landscape. So the water table might just be high enough that the water is retained in, in the in the soil. The soil itself might be necessarily retaining it, but there's there's kind of, um, I suppose there's nowhere for it to go in terms of relief would be the simplest way of looking looking at it. And you have other issues then in terms of, of water finding its way through uh, spring lines and, and seepage and, and water finding its way to the surface um, coming from coming from for up from below or coming from a wider area that that's influencing what goes on in the surface in terms of of the drainage capacity of that soil again um, so I, I suppose that that's that's what we keep coming back to is is the the drainage capacity but I suppose the more you look at these soils and, and there's there's broader issues in terms of fertility and in terms of the chemistry of these soils and how they react and respond to fertilizer inputs uh, and um, how much return is, is is potentially there that that's been a big issue the more the more we've looked at these soils and the more um, the, the more detailed the work has gotten um, excess water isn't the only issue Get, getting getting soils up to, to appropriate um, soil fertility levels is, is, is a big big problem um, and managing around that so it, it's management then is trying to reduce that volatility I suppose and, and improve the the, the overall uh, picture on these farms. Another point Pat that you mentioned is that you know 30% of land area in Ireland can be classified classified as heavy Um, you know is there um, I guess occasions of heavy soils across the country or is there certain parts that have predominantly heavy soils? There's a, a selection of heavy soils or poorly drained soils in all parts of the country, I suppose. But generally, um, as you head into the 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 um, sorry, uh, yeah. So generally, as you head west and as you head into the the northeast, the northwest, and down to the southwest, those counties would have higher proportions of uh, poorly drained soils. Um, but there, there is some in every there is some in every uh, region in every county. There's a huge variability in terms of soil types. So you could have you could have some farms in 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 better parts of the country in terms of soil drainage capacity where you know 
85 90 percent of the farm will be will be fine and, and like you spoke about maybe the likes of, of may that we've just seen will will undo the other 10 or 15 percent there's other parts of the country then where it could be flipped the other way around where where there might be only five or ten percent or 15 percent of the farm that's that's relatively dry and, and the rest is, is in trouble then in wet conditions um so there, there, there and, and there's huge variability within the farm gate you you can have you know excellent um free draining soils in one part of the farm and, and you know not so much then as you move into different zones or different areas around uh depending on, on the lay of the land so to speak so um yeah as you as as, as you head west it tends to be more um it tends to be more um the soils tend to be more predominant but there's no i, I don't think there's too many parts of the country that are escaping entirely um depending on the as the, the the soil types and, and the, the landscape and the lay of the land um there, there's there's a lot of heavy poorly drained soils out there um in 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 most regions if not all regions and like um you mentioned um you know the heavy soils program and you know there was a report uh, recently released um from that particular program um is it possible for you to give, uh, for you to give us some insight into what is involved in the heavy soils program yeah so i suppose the the background to the program and it's it's running the guts of 10 years now and, and and that's why we we recently pulled together that that information that was put out in that report um and started off i suppose as a you know there was a, a need highlighted there for a greater level of interaction between us in moor park and uh, the farms on, on these more difficult soils there was historically i suppose a number of research farms um kilmaley and county clare um Ballinamore and County Leach from Korea and County Mayo that were that were on those more difficult soils, but but those slipped away from the research uh, program over the years. So uh, with with a number of wet summers and a number of um, issues arising out of those, there there was a um, a charge, I suppose, level that that there wasn't as, as much interaction as there could be with these types of soils and as much um, I suppose collaboration with these types of soils in terms of what could be done to to improve the outlook for them. So. The program was developed on the back of that um, need, I suppose. Uh, it was originally, and, and still is, I suppose, concentrated in Munster. There's 10 farms on the program, seven of which are in, in Munster um, and related between the, the, the research program in Moor Park, um, the advisory services in those regions uh, and, and the processors in those regions, as well as input from the the crops and environment program in, in, in Wexford and Johnstown, there, there, there has been a good bit of collaboration across all those different um, groups. But the, the, the key thing is, is the processors where there was, uh, the co-ops and mill processors where there was a good cohort of poorly drained soils in their catchment. So um, we had Kerry Agribusiness, Dairy Gold and, and Tipperary Co-op in, in Munster as part of the program. And, and since those seven uh, over the years, then there was a farm in Mayo added and a farm in Kevin and Monaghan added, so we're, we're up to ten now uh, as things as things stand. Um, so those are, and the idea there is is that they're representing, I suppose, a range of different soil types, um, different climates as you move around the country, and, and different regions. Obviously, where there's, as I said, a good catchment there, where there's where there's, um, uh, you know, a, a, a lot of farms in the region with difficult soils uh, who are. With a view to, to seeing what they could do with those soils, and, and I suppose we've we've benefited then from um, you know uh, we've, there's a great relationship there with those ten farms, and, and the openness that they've shown has been 
has been massive for the program in terms of um, what what they've provided in terms of data and what they've done in terms of hosting other farms and other events in the area. Um, and uh, there is a there is a benefit there as well in terms of of being on on you know farms in the local area that guys locally or people locally can relate to and see what is working and what's not working and 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 take their their lessons from that then and 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 you know that these guys are seen as as kind of um blueprints or flagships or whatever term you want to use in terms of of the different um different changes that are being made or the investments that are being made in, in different parts of the farm so um and I guess, Pat, like from, from what you say, you know, these uh, 10 farms are located a- across the country, you know, different soil types, um, I suppose, different locations and um, and associated weather and also different challenges that they face, um, you know, based on their circumstance. But I guess if you could um, summarize some of the main practices that you would have seen these monitor farmers implement over the last 10 years, what would be the big ones? So the, the the real, I suppose, tell of these farms has been assessing what's going on in terms of the soils. Uh, so we've characterized all the soils of these farms and, and mapped in terms of, and, and sampled in terms of what's going on with, with different soil types. That has been a, a, a huge bonus to the program, I suppose, and a lot of work went into that. And, and I suppose branching off that then has been uh, a deeper dive into the soil fertility uh, question, soil chemistry and soil fertility. The inputs that are going on, what's happening, what's happening with those, what kind of response rates are we seeing? There has been a good bit of um, very detailed work done on that in terms of, of 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 some of the outputs recently. That branches also, as I said, into the land drainage side of things. What drainage system is is likely to work, and where it's likely to work, and what parts of the farm are best suited to seeing a return from from the drainage investment. Um, also characterizing those soils is, is, as I said, trying to pick out where, where to make those investments in, in grazing infrastructure. So what are the benefits of, you know, per, like performance benefits that these farmers have achieved, uh, you know, during the time they've been involved in the program? Yeah, so the, the, the farms, I suppose, in, in 10 years ago, were, were, were averaging about um, just under 80 cows per farm. Uh, that's increased now up to about 105, which is has been fairly steady over the last four or five years. So um, there hasn't been a, a, a massive uh, increase there relative to some other farms or relative to some other regions, but there's still, a, I suppose, a steady increase there of, of approximately 25 cows over that time. So in terms of, of milk solids production, you're maintaining costs all the time. You know, cost control in these farms is another major issue and I suppose underpins everything else in terms of the, the potential for investment and so on. Um, you're, you're averaging about 21, 22 cent there over the last few years. Um, and, and for example, in 2020, the, the yield margin of, of 15 cent per litre um, on that um, production uh, values in about, you know, in the last couple of years between 1500 and, and 2000 euro per hectare of, of, of a margin. So they've seen a steady increase in, in, in all those figures. And, and those are, are, are as the report that's there is, is freely available now. So people can, can look into that in greater detail. But those benefits are, are, are clear in terms of, of the output that's there in terms of production. Um, they've gone from, again, 10 years ago, eight, nine, 10 tons uh, of dry matter production per year up to, you know, 12 and a half, 13 and a half over the last two years. So um, there is gains there. There are steady improvements all the time. 
there's always um i suppose depending on the farm and depending on on the level of development at different stages there's always different different fires to be fought so to speak and and different um things different demands in terms of of where different uh gains are to be made or where different uh challenges are, are arising but the general trend is is upwards and has been upwards in terms of those metrics um and and, and it's about i suppose keeping that keeping that uh, going now for the next number of years and, and, and maintaining those levels and, and seeing where the next challenges start to come up, I suppose. With the um, Heavy Soils programme, you know, there was a soil assessment and a map created of the farm and I suppose um, an understanding gained of where the drainage uh, systems lie within the farm. For any farmer that's listening today who has, you know, maybe that 10 or 15 percent heavy soils or, you know, to the other extreme up to 80, 90 percent heavy soils, you know, uh, looking at considering a drainage project, what is the starting point? So in terms of drainage, there's a number of different types of systems and and scenarios that can be used and and you know, a a system that would work very well on one particular soil uh, might be do a whole lot of good on another type of soil so it's 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 about understanding what the uh, soils are what you're, that, that are being dealt with where the actual problems are and what's what's causing the drainage issue you know and um there can there it's an expensive business ultimately when it comes down to it and if, if when everything is is accounted for uh, in terms of contractor costs and material costs so putting in drainage systems that that don't see a return or don't work, I suppose, as effectively as they as they might do, uh, is a very well. It's expensive either way, but makes it very very expensive if there's no uh, benefit coming uh, with the investment that's made. So, I suppose it's to be aware of that to to try and gain an understanding of of what the problems are and and how best to approach those uh, problem those drainage problems then to 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 see a return. Um, and it's often the case where you know. Parts of the farm that are performing relatively well in most years, um, you know, drainage work on those isn't uh, isn't going to see a major bounce production. It may see a, a you know a ten percent increase or, or or something of that order, but it's not in terms of number of grazings or in terms of, of grass produced. But the 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 paddocks that really benefit are ones that are that are on the floor that are performing very poorly, and and the same the same work done on those and, and as I said previously a bit of time and getting the other elements right can see huge benefits you know and and, and that's where the real the real payback comes you know um, so th- there's there's more detail there that, that's on the heavy soils webpage and, and there's various different manuals that, that have gone into the drainage question in, in, in a lot of detail more than, than we've time to discuss today but the bottom line is is tailoring a drainage system to the particular pop- problem that that is uh, in question and, and as I said, getting a return then for the investment that's made, um, which which you know doesn't always happen. If 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 I'm frank about it, there there's a lot of drainage work done, and you know a lot of it where it's not planned out or mapped out properly can be very limited in in the amount of of water that's actually removed and that the actual benefits that would be accruing then as a result. And looking to that path, like are there scenarios where you know you're looking at um you know, a, a drainage issue uh, and planning out solutions for it. Are there instances where you would say that it's futile and the benefits of completing drainage work doesn't justify the cost of doing so? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. There, and there is a sweet spot there, as, as I 
I was hinting at like the, the paddocks that are, you know, performing relatively well, there isn't a huge benefit out of that anyway. The paddocks in that are uh, extremely wet and, and given the lay of the land and, and you know, the condition, the, the relief or the, the outfall or uh, somewhere to send the water to is lacking and, and there's a whole lot of money to be spent before you even provide an outfall. Um, let alone putting in actual field drains, you know, you, you can you can drain any land uh, if you spend enough money. There's no question there, you know, but uh, as I said, once you're getting into, you know, very high figures and, and, and crazy money, then there isn't going to be a return and it's, it becomes futile very quick. Um, you know, there there is a fairly live issue at the moment or has been for the last number of years in terms of, of the management of organic soils and, and the draining versus rewetting of those. And, but before any of that issue is considered, the drainage of organic soils or of high organic soils is uh, deep peats and, and, and similar soils is, is very, very difficult to get right in terms of the, the level of investment required to get uh, the benefits the benefits needed to pay for that level of, of, of input or that level of investment. So there's those very difficult soils, as I said, with, with poor outfall, uh, with lots of organics in them are, are incredibly difficult drain to, to begin with. And given the, the 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 greenhouse gas emissions question and carbon losses that there there's no justification in draining those soils um as well as that then you have you have potential for for loss of nutrients with those soils incredibly high because there is no mineral matter there to hold on to nutrients again so even if those soils were to be drained you're putting in uh, you're you're applying nutrients on those, applying applying fertilizers or slurries, and and none of that is being retained, or very little of it is being retained relative to mineral soils. So, where where um there's a good cohort of wet mineral soils on a farm, those are the ones that that will benefit a lot more than the organic soils. Um, in, in terms of of getting a return for that, so it, that has to be weighed up, you know. Um putting drains into to certain parts of farms and expecting a result when, when those drains are fairly limited in terms of extent or in terms of how much water they're actually collecting or what they can actually do to, to change the water table um, is, is generally uh, not that clever in terms of an investment strategy, whereas paddocks that can be or parts of the farm that can be drained uh, well with a well-planned out system as I said, we'll see a return. And-, and finally, Pat, you know, you mentioned that there are a lot of options in term of, terms of drainage available to farmers. Uh, where can we find more information on it? So the uh, Heavy Soils programme has a, a fairly well updated website. Uh, there's links on that website to various different reports that give uh, information on the, the Heavy Soils programme and, and week-to-week management in terms of, of production on those farms, in terms of weather on those farms, as weather stations set up, and, and links to various different uh, guidebooks and manuals in terms of drainage, which will go through this um, that, that issue in, in, in much greater detail. So it's... Um, www.chagas.ie forward slash heavy soils or within the Chagas website um, if you search for the heavy soils program that that page should be should be fairly freely available that's great thank you Pat okay thank you very much Louise. that's it for this week's episode of the Dairy Edge podcast and my thanks to Pat Tuhi for joining me on this week's show don't forget to rate review and subscribe to the podcast You can listen on Apple and Google Podcasts as well as Spotify. And for more information, go to the Chagas website at chagas.ie. I'm Emma-Louise Coffey and join me next time for your Dairy Edge.